You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead and pull up a chair. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to The After Laugh. This is another Woke in the Old episode. <laughs> Bill Dawes and Tommy Wakefield. How you doing, Tommy? I'm, I'm good. Tommy, you got some good news today, right? Are you allowed to share? What? What's good news? About your, your, your oh, writing gig. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got into a little writing group where I'm getting paid to write jokes for the internet, so I'm very happy about yes, that. Yes, I'm glad Tommy's... Because to, a happy Tommy is a Tommy that works harder. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and gets things done more. A depressed Tommy is uh, less efficient, for sure. A depressed Bill is not good either, I found. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to do, today, I want, there's a bunch of things I wanted to to close up, some storylines. Sure. The catfish story, I wanted to close that out. A lot of loose ends. Yeah, because, um, so if you remember in the previous episode, I thought I was catfished by this very beautiful woman who um, ended up not being a catfish. <laughs> and we ended up hanging out, and she's very, very beautiful. She's young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, look, I don't like to talk about, there's nothing creepier than the phrase daddy issues. Uh huh, yeah. I used to joke about the fact in my 20s when a girl had daddy issues, oh, she's got daddy issues. Now a girl, I'm like, oh, she's got daddy issues. <laughs> And I remember Tom Marrero said to me, he was like, thank God for daddy issues. And I was like, what? That's crazy. But you know what? There's something, I don't know what it's about. I don't, I, maybe I got to see a therapist about it. It's something I want, but it's c- kind of coming my way. So this woman, beautiful woman, her father passed a couple of years ago, right? Which is probably the ultimate daddy issue. And so you probably just want like an older father figure in your life that you feel will protect you. And I do think that kind of crosses over into like the sugar baby, sugar daddy thing. As uh-huh. we talked about, I'm a equal daddy or a sugar free daddy. A sugar free um, daddy. But it was, we hung out. That low calorie A daddy. few times. Everything was very sweet and intimate and mm-hmm. cool. Okay. And it felt like the beginning of a possibility of a relationship. Wow. Now, here's where everything went tee up in a ditch. Okay. Yeah. Um, we were in repose, okay. hanging out uh, after an intimate moment. Oh dang! And um, intimacy is over. You're not still making shapes. <laughs> no shapes. Okay. The shapes are just lying down. And two she, lines. <laughs> and she said, um, she mentioned how she's. She doesn't want to be monogamous. She doesn't want to be, she had a boyfriend and it went bad and she's in a space where she, which is fine. Now I've never been, I don't know how I feel about polyamory. Sure. What do you think about that? Is that, it feels Uh, like an excuse for something or a. I think it's fine for those who want it. I think it's good for these young free spirit types that pray to the, you know, ghosts in the crystal. The ghost of the crystal. I've never heard that. I don't think that I personally would vibe with it long term. I don't see myself being polyamorous, but as long as people are having fun. Yes. I think it's mostly like people without hobbies. Like I would never have time to be juggling that much sex. I think that's a good point. You know, 
one is enough for me. Yeah. There's got to be some emotional deficits going on if you're juggling like four people. Oh my god. At the same time, I don't like you really got to be unemployed to pull that off. Yes, you I know. I agree. Or I think you have to have a job that is like a very regimented schedule. Mm. And once you're done with your job, you have all the free time in the world. Go. Like as a comic and and as a comic who has dated civilians is the word we use. <laughs> yeah. Non-comics or actors. We don't use muggles because we're not <laughs> dorks. Although I like muggles. So as we date <laughs> civilians, they kind of don't get... For example, it's hard to not be on your phone 24 hours a day. As a comedian? Because you have emails, you have texts, you have things. People always, there's shows that come up. There's different shit that happens all the time. And you got to constantly be stroking your ego with the internet. You yeah, know? you got to be checking your Twitter, your Instagram, keep all your that Keep swag shit. up yeah. so you can I'm crush. sure at one point you'll be checking your Twitter during this podcast. Oh, for and sure. And I will be checking my Instagram. I'll be like, oh, those RTs. <laughs> oh, I <yeah>. need them. <laughs> Please, RT. Mm, yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a weird segue, but I've I've heard that people now, I don't know if it's a new thing, but people tweet from prison. What? Yeah, you can tweet from prison. You know who's been tweeting from prison, and I want to read his tweets, but I've been blocked by him. Is Bill Cosby? What? Bill Cosby is tweeting from prison, and I wanted to look, and it says Bill Cosby has blocked you. <laughs> Probably because I did some tweet about Bill Cosby being a rapist. What I think maybe is like he is relaying tweets to someone who's running the account. I don't think he can run a Twitter account from prison. Uh, but I don't. No, you can. I was talking to Maranzio Vance, friend of the pod. And Maranzio has a cousin on... Are you looking up Bill Cosby I'm right now? I'm looking up Bill Cosby. So Bill Twitter. Cosby apparently tweeted about the Gail King interview of uh, Lisa Leslie. Uh, which is the latest zeitgeisty thing uh, involving Kobe Bryant, where she kind of leaned on Lisa Leslie saying like, hey, what do you think about these accusations? And Lisa Leslie was like, I don't think they're true. And then Gail King made the grave mistake going, come on, come on, Lisa, let's be honest. And she got threatened by Snoop Dogg. Damn. Bill I mean, Cosby. What did Bill Cosby say? Bill Cosby has 3.4 million followers. His last tweet got 20 likes. Well, wait, 20 <laughs> I'm, likes? I'm pulling more internet traffic than Bill Cosby is. <laughs> yeah, man. What, did he, what was his last tweet? Apparently, he tweeted about the Gail King thing. He, he, he chipped in on, his, on that. This almost seems... Fair. So, Maranzo Vance, as you look it up, Maranzo Vance says his cousin, or I, somebody he knows, is in prison and tweets... I guess is the prison barber and tweets pictures of haircuts he's done and or maybe it's on Facebook or something he and he and, he, and his currency in jail or in prison is the likes. And Maranzo commented that sort of your currency in prison is like your likes and your ass. What? Like there's an ass hierarchy that exists in jail. Likes. Likes and ass. So basically, what? depending on the, uh, let's say, tightness of said ass, uh, you have a higher standing in the prison population. No, I get that, but why likes? I didn't. Well, know I, that. I think that's like a weird foray into the outside world and to feel somehow accepted and connected to the outside world, which I kind of get. I guess it makes sense. Like being funny is currency everywhere. Yeah. Right? Now, to Bill Cosby, what what was his, like? Have you found any tweet that he wrote that was related to the, the Gail King know. interview? Pretty, I mean, 10 hours ago, he tweeted headlines with hashtag Frankie Darcel and her guest attorney, Tracy M. Brown, attorney Shaka Johnson, 
Cosby supposed basically he's just tweeting things that uh, are from his Instagram page, a bunch of weird hashtags. Oh, because I heard he said something about the the Kobe. I don't know if he attacked Gail King. I mean, Gail King has been called a bitch by dozens of black entertainers, which is just sort of sad and unfortunate because obviously they don't look at her questioning Kobe Bryant about Kobe Bryant. They look at it as a betrayal of the black community, which I get. I would probably feel the same way if I was a part of that, you know, and I understand. But it's unfortunate because I don't think she was poorly intended. And I think the interview actually was very positive towards Kobe. But that's not what we want to talk about. So um, the um, we're back. I didn't see any of that. Yeah. So we were hanging out. And she said uh, at one point that she wanted to be non-monogamous. And I kind of get that. And, you know, it's, it's fine. She's young. And so it's almost like there's a ticking clock on the relationship. It literally felt like an episode of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you watched The Bachelor, but The Bachelor is well, basically... Well, she was trying to put that dick on retainer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Without the payment? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well, uh, on layaway. She's like, I can't like have it. you full-time staff right now. Yeah. But in the future, I might call on you to do a little work. And this is what why I think... <laughs> You know, this is why I kind of... She's got you working freelance. (laughs) Freelance. But part of it is kind of like... It makes me kind of believe in God in some ways, like STDs. (laughs) Because if STDs weren't an issue, Mm -hmm. if venereal disease weren't a problem in HIV, and particularly herpes, I think. Herpes beat... When did herpes beat AIDS? No one I know is worried about AIDS. Everyone I know is worried about herpes. Well, that's because nobody's really got AIDS. Yeah. no one. people do, but it's not like the 80s 90s yes right like most cases of aids are being managed and like it's a crime to have sex with someone unprotected if you have aids yeah hiv slash slash but herpes is like one in five yeah so you might get it and it's for life and there's no cure so i do think that you can i wasn't robin williams i believe robin williams was sued because he gave a woman herpes and didn't tell her that he had it. Robin Williams? Robin Williams. I heard maybe someone else. I have not heard that about Robin Williams. Well, Google it. We will. Okay. We never fact check during the show. No. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. So, um, so anyway, in this intimate moment, <laughs> she told me this. And I was kind of like, oh, well, like what type of guy do you want to? And she was like, I don't know, adventure. I want adventure. And granted, my studio apartment behind the parking lot, behind a dumpster in the laugh factory is definitely uh-huh. like adventurous, but I get it. So kind of half joking, I mentioned a friend of mine who is a multi-multi-millionaire who's recently divorced and a young guy, much closer in age to her. He's only 30. Um, great guy. One of my favorite people in the world. And I mentioned, I was like, oh, well, you know, my friend lives a few blocks from me down in Santa Monica. Oh, dang. So you alley-ooped on your own basket. But I wasn't even, I was kind of like, I brought up as a joke. And then she's like, well, let me see a picture of him. And then she, I showed him a picture. And then she wanted to know if he had a big dick. And I was like, I don't know. Most of my friends probably have big dicks. What's up, Tommy, my friend? (laughs) So I said, and it was kind of of joking. (laughs) But it got like really weird because she kept... Asking about him, and then Kwame's father got brought up, who's a billionaire in his fifties, mm-hmm. and um, and then very soon she had to go, right? Right. And I was, I thought the thing was kind of silly and jokey, and then she left. 
And then later she goes, you know, I don't think I can see you anymore. And I said, oh, why? She goes, well, that thing that happened with you trying to introduce me to your friend was messed up. And I go, oh, well, I was kind of joking, but you don't want to hang out anymore? And she was like, yeah, I think that was the last time. <laughs> and this is a question that comes up with a lot of people. And I don't know how you feel about this. Okay. If there's something that you like, right? Mm -hmm. And you think they're cool. You think you have a connection, right? An yeah. attraction. Um, I feel like in my past when women have sort of rejected me or said, mm, you know, I want some space, whatever the fucking term is. Right. I've usually when I was your age, Tommy, I was like, wait, no, come on, but I like you. You know, and I, I, I wouldn't become psycho, like massive texts and all that shit, but right. I would, I, in my mind, I would think about like 80s sitcoms with John Cusack and I'd want to pursue them and play a beatbox over my head and say oh, anything. sitcoms and rom-coms have fucked up our oh, response yeah. to a lot of things yeah. in an unhealthy way. So you think, like for example, The Bachelor. That's what, when I was a kid in middle school, high school, I thought that was what you were supposed to do. Oh, and yeah. ah, woo, way off. There was a movie called Valley Girl with Nicolas Cage. And he was like this kind of like, he was a Nicolas Cage type of guy, like all <laughs> weird and shit. And he was dating this sort of proper girl. You probably never saw this movie way before your time. Okay. And um, she, uh, and she breaks up with him. And then he starts camping out in her yard with a, uh, like a sleeping bag. Call the cops. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but at the time it was like that's so romantic. All right, John Cusack coming to a woman's property and holding the boombox to her house with her parents. Partially, all of these scripts were written by men <laughs> who were completely psychotic, and uh, people watched them, and it ends up okay, and it's in the movie. So everybody was like, "Yeah, we should do that in real life." Yeah, and I think and I think when I was younger, I believed that if you really cared about someone. And if you showed you them anything, that you cared, then they'll fall in love with then you. Then they're going to love you. Mm -mm, and the truth is, the less you care, usually. Now, so I said, so there's a part of me that I had my thumbs, my thumbs were on my phone, and my thumbs were like, you know what? You should kind of like tell her that that's fucked up and that's not fair. And I just said, okay, that's cool. You know, we'll be, we'll be friends. And I, and meanwhile, I'm bottling up a feeling of hurt and pain and whatever the fuck it else is. And, and, uh, <laughs> and I guess there's a part of me that thought maybe she would respond uh, or it would take a couple days and then she would realize, wait a minute, I really care about this guy. Mm -hmm. um, hasn't happened. Right. I don't think it happened. My last you one time you, you were telling me your strategy to be an attractive was to be like excellent and to be have no desire than to leave. Yes. That's that's, that's the, still true. The Tao of Steve. <laughs> the Tao of Steve based so that's on what you did. three icons. Steve Garrett from Y five O, Steve yeah. McQueen, and Steve Austin. <laughs> okay. The Tao of Steve. Those are the three the Steves. Tao of Steve. And it's like Trinity be, of Steve. be excellent at whatever it is you do, whatever mm -hmm. it is you say or and then um Yeah, and be without desire. Steve Austin, Steve Garrett, they were never trying to fuck. They were just there being fucking cool. Yeah. And then they leave. And then eventually women are like, oh my God, I am in love with this guy. Now, I don't know if that works, but it's definitely a more healthy way to approach things than, than sleeping bags on the lawn. Oh, for sure. So that I, dude belongs in prison. Yeah. 
And the I'll only hear... people who want to fuck that dude are other crazy people. Well, let's be honest. This is L.A., so there's a lot of them. So, and I do feel that there's this weird... I don't know. There's cross purposes because I think women want to feel pursued like that. They want right. they want to feel longing and desperation and yearning. Um, longing, yes. Desperation, no. This is my interesting. thought. Interesting. What's the distinction? I think there's maybe a type of woman who wants to feel like a, like a manipulative woman might want to feel desperation because she wants that control. Mm-hmm. Right? Like a puppeteer type person whether yeah. male or female might want that but i think someone looking for a healthy relationship doesn't want desperation yeah they want because if you're desperate that doesn't mean that you're strong and independent yes and most women from my experience want a man who is in charge of his own life and has the shit together and has if you're really agency, desperately yeah. crawling after someone then that <laughs> that's an omen then where is the line between what's romance then is romance anything like romance do you, is do you need to have a relationship romance is a myth <laughs> i agree i think i've always said in my act it's a marketing ploy yeah. and then my hollywood and hallmark to get guys to buy shit it's a consumer driven <sighs> concept it's very sad <laughs> i so, like loyalty though huh loyalty 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 <laughs> yeah you know i think women re- appreciate that so um they want that in like a healthy like a subtle strong way yeah and w- with my last serious relationship when we were best friends and we were talking all the time even after we broke up and then i stopped texting her and expecting the moment where she'd come and she never did so i don't know if that <laughs> That works. And I don't think this girl's ever going to call me again. Well, I don't know that... Um, that's, to me, the most difficult part of being a man interested in a woman is that the balance between being aloof and not needy uh-huh. and also the need to initiate things. Because usually in relationships and stuff like... You have to initiate a date. You have to ask them out. You have to do that. And then like on a second date, you still got to be the one. Hey, let's do that. You got to text first. You know what I mean? These are the expectations that society has kind of laid out before us. But also you got to seem like you don't care. Yes. So you have to initiate in a way that doesn't make it seem like you're desperate. Yes. And that is is the sweet spot, the impossible nugget of romance or whatever it is you have a teeny little window that you can slither through yeah and if you hit that you know what i mean it's like luke skywalker in the death star trench and on the flip side and you got a thousand other guys right behind you trying to hit the same spot exactly and on the flip side you also have women who want to feel they want to feel pursued and every woman's different yeah so it's very possible in some alternate universe. I don't I have no idea. I don't, I'm not in communication with this woman anymore. But uh, she feels like, well, he didn't care enough. True. That's He's, so he possible. Said, he said, okay, cool. If that's what you want. That's all right. This could be a test for her to see how much you care. You really don't know. <laughs> and I failed. You could have just failed. By trying to succeed in what you thought she wanted, you could fail. So how do you get around that? Communication, right? Yes. But if you communicate too much then it's like you can't ask a woman what she wants because if she tells you and then you do it then she's not that's not romantic you gotta surprise her with what she already wants without her telling you (laughs) that's amazing that reminds me of a scene from tootsie come on you saw tootsie tommy tootsie i've eaten a tootsie roll you've never seen 
God, I feel like young kids have not seen the iconic films that defined I'm, the genre. I feel like if we haven't seen it, it wasn't that iconic. <laughs> Tootsie's iconic. I think it's on Broadway right now. So, um, <laughs> when does it come out? So, like the 40s? so Dustin, you know the movie, right? Dustin Hoffman, he's an actor. And he's trying I, to get work. Okay. And he, he's not getting work for whatever. Mm-hmm. He's too short. He's to do this. So he cross-dresses as a woman and becomes this huge star, like this television talk show icon or I don't know what the fuck it is. And, um, so like white girls, <laughs> uh, except it doesn't cross uh, race barriers. So, sure. and Dustin Hoffman has this friendship with Jessica Lang, who he's in love with. Mm-hmm. But also as Tootsie, the girl version, he has a relationship with Jessica Lang. And Jessica Lang tells Tootsie during a girls' night where they're wearing jammies and eating ice cream and says, I just want a man to come to me and be honest and say, you know, I think you're amazing and beautiful and I just want you and take you home and whatever. Some sort of, like, verbatim. And so Dustin Hoffman, at the next opportunity, when he sees Jessica Lang, he says verbatim what Jessica Lang told Tootsie and she slaps Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. And that's a perfect example yeah. of a lot of the shit that we're talking about that right is- now. That is... The fucking game, baby. So, in terms of how it how it made me feel, it's hard to please someone who doesn't know what they want. I'm going to quote a good friend of mine, and this is, I don't I mean I don't think I'm outing him in any way, but you know Jay Moore, who's had quite a life. He uh, he's been divorced, and his last divorce was pretty painful, and he feels like every subsequent failure, heartbreak, or failed relationship since then, it's not an actual heartbreak. It's just like another block of pain added to the wall that he's created in his heart, Aww. which sounds so fucking depressing, but I get it because the truth is like, I can't chalk this up to a heartbreak because it's just like, okay, yeah, it's another, it's another block of disappointment that I just have to kind of like climb over the wall <laughs> that with the wall gets higher that I build and I have to find ways to climb over every go. Maybe this is a time I climb over the wall, like in black mirror, you climb over the wall with your girl. And you're free. I think I've given up on that idea. You climb over the wall. There's another wall waiting. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the the catfish thing. Um, and also, I think is the end of any of my uh, attempts. At... You weren't really looking for a relationship, though. I wasn't, Tommy. Didn't seem like it. Aren't we all though? At the end of the day, I don't care how polyamorous or whatever the fuck it is you think you are. How much game you got? I think we all want. A connection that's so undeniable mm-hmm. and it's physical, mental, spiritual, sexual that you, um, you're like, this is it. This answers the questions. It's, it's, this is the answer to all the questions I've asked in the past, you know, mm-hmm. how many years of my adulthood. And so I think when you watch something like The Bachelor, which listen, you should watch The Bachelor, man. I should watch The Bachelor? You should smoke some weed and watch The Bachelor. (laughs) Because what's hilarious about The Bachelor is you have this guy who's a pilot. Uh And you have all these women in a house who are vying for his attention. And they get to speak to him probably like a total of like an hour in a month. In front of the cameraman. In front of the cameraman. (laughs) And then he goes, he says to him, look, are you like really here for me? Are you really falling in love with me? Because you're not, I'm going to send you home. They're like, no, no, no. I'm totally falling in love with you. He goes, okay, cool. And then he sends them home. And you're like, you're asking people to commit to you 100% while you are explicitly not committing to them 100%. Oh, it's yeah. So no, the show's pretty fucked up. It's so fucked. But you see these people, these women who are, I think, well-intended, and some of them are probably very decent women who, you know, if you're a good, if you're a good human being and you're on that show and you're a woman and you 
don't fall in love with this guy. You're just a sensible, smart woman who is maybe looking for a relationship. I wouldn't fall in love with the guy. But you kind of have to or you get voted off. So the only women that end up staying on the shows are women who have complete emotional and mental breakdowns in front of them. Who are like slobbering and snot and crying and, and then goes, oh, she really cares. Oh my God. So that was one. That, so I was tweeting, and that was one of the only tweets I got. It's like, hey, ladies, if I you feel really like want to be. that's just as much to do with the producers and the television ratings than it does the guy making the decision. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can't blame him because he signed up for the show and he was on the show previously, and the women Every signed up. Every single person on The Bachelor is there for the fucking internet press. Not a single damn one of them is thinking this is going to be true love. Well, what's funny is because he always says, listen, you, you have to trust the process, okay? I really want you to be here. I'm here oh, for you. Oh, he's so full of shit. He's so full of shit. And meanwhile, <laughs> of the 23... the type of guy who would just hate watch it. There are 23 seasons of The Bachelor. You know how many of the relationships are still intact? One. Two. Two, okay. Out of 23. Now, The Bachelorette, there's 15 seasons and six of them are still intact, which means women are better at deciding, I guess, or... I mean, that, I guess that's interesting. It is interesting. They're happy, you know? I'm happy that it worked out for them. <laughs> but it's two like, out of 23, and you're telling these women to trust the process that doesn't work? They mostly just pick really hot people, and hot people are like, <laughs> hey, you're hot, I'm hot. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, we were on TV, this whole thing happened. We trauma bonded over the fame that we got. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and as Leo has said, who is on a friend of the pod, who is Leo D'Otavio, who is... um on the episode of The Bachelorette. I was like, come on, Leo, it's all bullshit, right? Like, you don't really love... He goes, the way that they frame it and the way that they present it, they make the woman, like, every time she appears, it's like like doves fly out and there's lighting. She's perfectly made up. And you're these sweaty fucking guys. And, the, and she comes out, you're like... Oh. It's like literally when they have like a steak dinner in prison, you're like, oh my God, that's, maybe that's hmm. the wrong comparison. But um, <laughs> but you, you kind of go, oh my God, here's real beauty and here's someone and this is my escape from all this misery. How do you think you'd do on the show? Oh, I'd be out the first week. I think it would be a great fucking uh, episode. A great, what do you think if there was a show called uh, like The Bad Bachelor or like the Bachelor comic or something. And basically, it's like a comic. <laughs> too, like, what if it was all comics? The Bachelor was, was comic and all the women were comics. I was recently on a tiny little YouTube version of that. It was a dating show with 10 comedians really? and a girl comedian. And we all had to tell jokes to her in order to get her to like us. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I won. You won? <laughs> yeah. Did you have a date? But I knew the girl who was choosing. She's like already a friend of mine. She's a comic. <laughs> so You're like, don't make me look bad, please. Yeah, I think I came off pretty well because I didn't take it seriously. I think that'd be great to have a bachelor like just really flip the script. Because everything that Pilot Pete says is so goddamn pat and so quality. And goes, listen, I'm here looking for my wife. I know she's in this house. And I just want to express my love and explore the relationships and... Sex is it shouldn't be so stigmatized. So basically, he's like going to bone them all and then decide who, who's who. Um, <laughs> but I, th <laughs> I just think that that can't be that can't be healthy for fucking anybody. I don't know how that could result in a relationship. You Apparently sleep with like six, seven women, and at the end, you're like, okay, I choose you, and you're not going to have buyer's remorse. Come on. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, I had another point about that. I was like, anyway. So the point is, Catfish is done. I think I'm done with the fucking internet, man. 
You're done with the internet. What does that mean? Well, like I'm just done with apps? the idea. I'm I'm done with any of those apps. I'm done with the idea of meeting someone online in a way. I, I think that there is a... What, are you going to meet a girl at a comedy club? Uh, I don't think I'm... I think I, we talked about it. I'm going to die alone. <laughs> die alone. All right. I was about to save. You're not meeting people on the internet nowadays. Yeah, where do you meet You're meeting people? cats at the shelter. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's a tweet for you. I think that... um. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Yeah, every once in a while, I'm on, I'm on stage and I'll talk to people. I go, "Where'd you meet?" Like, we met at a bar. I'm like, "What? I'm like, what? What? Like, you met at a bar? You might as well have a, a butter churn and a musket or something. That sounds like the most old timey thing I've ever heard of. Like, how'd you meet some? Like, you came up and you said, "Hi, can I buy you a drink?" Ugh, that's crazy. Kind of creepy to talk to a stranger, <laughs> right? <laughs> And then, well, then you overlay all this stuff with the desperation and the longing and the yearning. You overlay it with also a man who doesn't want to be embroiled in any, anything that resembles misconduct, mm-hmm. right? So you have to be a complete gentleman in a world that's moving a million miles an hour where guys are banging down the fucking gates to get to this beautiful woman. I mean, the amount of comics that have slid into this girl's DMs that she told me about that work at the Laugh Factory, it's crazy. You know, so what do you do? You, you, you present your best self. You try to be, you try to bring your A game mm-hmm. in the bed. Yeah. Um, be sweet and vulnerable and then hope that they, they think that's enough to keep them monogamous. I went on a, I went on a date. What, Tommy? On Saturday. Saturday? Yeah. So how that, how, you asked her out on, I, I haven't been late in a little while, you know? Uh-huh. So how'd that date go? What'd you, how do you get the date? Well, apparently this girl had gone to three of my comedy shows previously. Just for you? No. Just, I have no idea. Coincidentally, she was there. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Three me, sounds a little bit more three than Three is a little more. It was if it's two, you'd be like, all right. The fact that she even told me three means that maybe she's a fan of some kind. All right. Like, which is cool. She didn't hate it. Maybe it's maybe, maybe chuckle fucker, but not a bad. Up top, you'd like to know that they're not averse to stand-up comedy because that is a lot of what we do. Yes. Um, so how so, did she, con- she reached out to you? So she, maybe months back, had followed me on Instagram. I followed her back. She's a beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I post tweets on my story. She got a ha-ha react. I was like, ha. Ah. So I re- responded to that. You slid into your, your DMs? She ha-ha reacted in my DMs. And then I said, ha-ha, how's, how's the dog? You know? How's the dog? Good play, Tommy. Asking yeah. about the animals. Asking about she's she loves that dog. Yeah. Always posting about the dog. You know. <laughs> yeah. I like her. I like her so far. Uh, very cute lady. Does extreme sports. Whoa. She's tall. Yeah. She's an athlete. Whoa. I like. She's got this. a job. She's a civilian. She's a civilian. What type of job does she have? Uh, she works at Hasbro. Not to not to like get too specific, but she. Uh, you know. I like that. Yeah, yeah. good for her. Um, She's your age. Yeah. All right. Two years younger. Uh oh. That's good. That's pretty good. good. No, two years looking good. pretty good. Mm-hmm. So she ha ha reacted at me, right? Uh-huh. She hee hee on at me, and I was like, oh ho ho, how's the dog? And she was like, good. How's it going? And I was like, how was the dog's owner? Oh ho ho. Whoa, now Tommy. We're, now we're playing ping pong. Did you do? Did you do like a dot 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 or anything like that? Nah, nah. All right, how's dogs on it? Probably smiley face. You goddamn. Probably. Ugh, you're so eggplant, cutesy. Eggplant. Eggplant. No, you didn't eggplant. No, I didn't. You never eggplant. I never, I've never in my life even thought about vegetables or fruit. Yeah. 
in any way. You never put a peach, a peach symbol. I, I like your picture and then put a peach emoji. No. About her butt? No, okay. That's boy, downright sexual harass. I agree. I don't know these ladies. <laughs> so, so then how I'll the date... i put a peach emoji behind a dog picture. All right, how's the dog's owner and then what'd you say? <laughs> um, oh, I don't even know. It's some nonsense. Blah, blah, blah. Small talk. And I was like, let's grab drinks. Let's grab drinks. Which we, oh, I didn't... She mentioned she had come to the shows and I was like, oh, too bad we didn't get to talk more. Let's uh-huh. let's grab a couple old, old sloshy sandies. <laughs> Down by the seashore, and uh, so so we met mm-hmm. at this this bar. What bar? What you're not going to reveal the bar, Tommy? Come on. Oh, it's in, it's in Glendale. Whoa, it's is she Armenian? No. Nah. Okay. Mm-mm. She is tan though. Okay. <laughs> she lives in Glendale. She lives in that area. In the end, Silver Lake. East Side, baby. Eagle Rock. East Side. Um. So yeah, we met up. Mm-hmm. We talked. Mm-hmm. I got a few laughs in. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Ooh, crushing. Crushing the date. Maybe. I don't know. I truly never know. I feel like women laugh more on a first date. Because they're nervous. Because they're a little nervous. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm feeling the small talk, right? I'm asking questions. This is my technique, by the way. Oh, this, is my, this is my technique on dates. Uh, doesn't always work, but this is generally my conversational flow on a yeah. first date. Mm-hmm. I ask you a lot of questions, right? You tell me about your life. Then I repeat back to you what you just told me in a more interesting way. Right? Wait, what? Repeat that. I just phased out. Like, let's say I almost do crowd work. Oh, like, okay. Who are you? Uh, where do you work? Where yeah. are you from? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm from I'm from the South. I work at a water park yeah i'm like oh so you're like uh and then i just say back to her what she said to me but in totally different words yeah i'm like oh so you're like a southern belle who has like some who likes to slip and slide something like that yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like active listening maybe i kind of slide a couple jokes in there yeah and it works okay yeah it doesn't piss people off Mm -hmm. gets you to the second date i'm not crushing it okay i'm not getting laid on the first date. It's basically we just we walk should, around and talk. By the way, I don't think you should get laid on the first date. No, that's crazy. Insane yeah. expectation. Yeah. Uh, so you had the drink. You grabbed the drink. Politics drinks. was brought up. She said she didn't think Bernie had a chance. Ooh, that hurt me. That hurt I posted you. about Bernie on the story, so she knew. But she that didn't afraid. mean she doesn't like Bernie. She just thinks pragmatically he's not the best I get candidate. that. Okay, yeah, you and, get that. And then I was not going to go into a political rant on but first date. But wait a second. Have you read the, look at the I'm polls? I'm not a dork. The Quiniac polls? Okay. Yeah. I had already been canvassing, hit 52 doors that day. I did my part. <laughs> I don't have to bring that into my love life. Yes, yes. By the third date, I'll convert her, sure. Yeah. But, <laughs> yes. but you know, we're just trying to... Not seem like a psycho so you creep. Dipped your toes in the Bernie thing, and then you pulled your toes out. She mentioned it because mm-hmm. she dipped her toes almost as a test. Like, is he a psycho? Yeah. Is he one of is these he a Bernie bro? Is he one of these Bernie bros? Yeah. That are mostly ladies. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but so then we walked around, and then she left. But it occurred. Did, she, did to me, she leave? Like, it's she's like, like, I gotta go. We've she's working. She's working the morning type of thing, or I just gotta go. I just gotta go. And it, it was like a couple hours. We had walked down the street. It was like two and a half hours. Yeah. We, I kind of reached to the end. What street were you walking down? Uh, the main street. <laughs> I had kind of walked all the way down the street, and I had no more ideas. I had yeah. played all my cards. Yeah. You're like, I'm all out of money for anything other than this street. She bought all her own drinks. Okay, which is that's always a mixed bag. I offered. 
I offered it every stop, but she always bought her own drinks. But I was like, I respect that. I respect that, but there's also kind of like just so you, that's also kind of like, look, we're on equal footing. I don't yeah. want to owe you anything. Right. There could be a little bit of attitude attached to that. Not bad drink. Not didn't feel like it. Didn't feel like good. Yeah. She probably makes more money than I do. Yeah, <laughs> we're being sure. real. I'm sure. <laughs> we're so, being real. Well, you work production at Laugh Factory. She makes more than you. What? I don't know. Um. So. I got this writing gig now. I'm about to be <laughs> buying a lot of vodka sodas for the young women. Whoa. Uh-oh. Um, All right. Anyway, so that happened. And, and was now, there, now. Was there a was there, was there kiss night? How did it no end? No kiss. A hug. A hug. Just now, that. when you went for the hug, was it a teepee hug with the hips apart? Was it a cl- was it like nah. a kind of a close little. Mm? It was like, no, it wasn't like a, ooh, yeah. It wasn't like a, ooh. But did it feel like She wasn't like pressing her boobs. You know how some girls do that? They go for the boob squeeze. They push the boobs against you? Yeah, the boob push. That's a move. The boob push? Girls with boobs do the boob push. I've never heard of the boob push. You've never heard of the boob push. Come on. Come on. The boob push. So, okay. Sometimes girls with big boobs have told me that on the flip side, like sometimes men will hug a girl with big boobs and they will do the boob push. And that's creepy. Wait, men will do the boob push? Men, men will, will push, push the boobs up against them. Mm. Like like men who don't get laid, creepy men, uh-huh. will try and, you know, they're not getting any. So they'll try and push in a hug. They'll try and feel the boobs with their yes. own chest. Yes. And imagine what a boob might be like. But yeah. on the flip side of that, some women do the the boob push. Yeah. Especially women with amazing boobs, right? End of a first date, maybe no kiss, boom, they're doing the boob push. They're, they're leaving mm. you with something. Now, the hip push is a lot more intimate than the boob push. Tell me about the hip push. I don't know about the hip push. Well, the hip push is when you grab a woman's lower back, okay. going for the hug, you kind of lower back it a little bit. Huh? You get a little bit of the hip push. Right. Not you don't have a chubby or anything weird or creepy. You don't have a chubby. A little bit of hip. But so you're just like you got just a little cell phone in the pocket. Kind of, kind of <laughs> glued to each other, and you get and you do a little. I mean, I can't remember the last time I went on a date and I went for like a hug. Yeah. I can't, last time I went on a date, I can't even remember that shit. But like, <laughs> I feel like I do remember one time. I used to do a bit about this. I went to the haunted hayride in L.A. and I took this woman out. By the way, you're taking a woman to the haunted hayride. That's expensive. Yeah. You're, you're not taking a hunt because you're just friends, chicken on ghouls. You know, that's, <laughs> you want her to be scared. You want hugging, hold handing on the hayride. Um, oh, protect me from the actors who are unemployed. <laughs> 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 that was funny, by the way, is during the, um, the hayride. Uh-huh. And they, if you've never, you know, the hayride's dark and people jump out there and they hop on the thing and they try to scare you. One of the women was a dancer I dated in L.A. And she was like, Rah! and I was like, oh, hey. She said, hey, how you doing? Oh, my God. And I walked away. So that was very funny. Um, and then your date was like, but you <laughs> fuck that ghost. <laughs> I bet you fucked that ghost, didn't you? It wasn't a ghost. It was a ghoul. Get it right. So um, <laughs> at the end of the date, you know, you're in the it's awkward a thing. And she's a beautiful girl. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I went for, and she gave me the teepee. She gave me the teepee. She gave you the teepee. Okay. Yeah, which is like you hip pushed after she gave you the. Teepee? I didn't. I didn't hip push. I would no. never hip push when presented with a teepee. Present if a woman gives you the teepee, you can't hip. You push. respect the teepee. You respect the teepee. But you also got to know with the teepee. Now, if there's you a go teepee, home depressed, dejected, destroyed, yes. you jerk off. You That's got what happens when you, you get got the teepee. teepee. Oh, I'm te- when I'm depressed, I can't jerk off. <laughs> really? Oh, I only my jerk God. off when I'm depressed. I can only depress. I can only jerk off when I'm in a good mood. Sometimes I, I'm like, did I come in my eyes? Just tears. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Going you, blue. You're going blue. So I got the TP, and I think I even got the double pat. 
She double patted. She you? double pat. That's with the disrespectful. Hand on the back of the clavicle. If you pat, pat. take a girl to the haunted high ride and she uh. double pats you, that's disrespectful. TP with the double pat. The TP, I respect the double pat with the TP. That's just like her way of saying like this will never happen. The double pat with the TP, like she's saying you smell bad. I didn't smell. Well, maybe I did. Who knows? It was wet hay. So. <laughs> I got once I got the TP with the double pat. I knew it was like there's no. Maybe she's like a neat freak or something. She has German. I don't know, but I was just like, man, I got TP, and I and I thought that this was someone like I'd been flirting with her for a long time, so I thought that maybe this was going to result. But then I got the TP and double pat, and then we just kind of fell out of touch. I think she came to a couple more shows, and then she moved to Atlanta. Is now with a guy who looks a lot like me. It was very weird. Anyway, um, but we're still Facebook friends. Anyway, um, so you got the, you you want f- no hug. I think the oh, pimp oh, move. Big hug. Big hug. Come on. How and many seconds was a flirting, hug? We're bumping knees, okay? Oh. Under the bar table. The, you don't ever like ha, put your hand on her knee. Like, oh, make a joke and put her hand on her leg. Like, I would made never a joke. put my hand on a woman's leg. On a knee? On a first date before Even we if had... you like, if you said joke <laughs> and you lean forward, you touch her knee like, ha. No. Okay. I wouldn't do that. Okay, cool. I but I'm that. also, you know, I'm of a different generation. You're the woke. I'm, I'm woke, very conscious, very cautious. Yeah. Uh, if, if we had had sex already, mm-hmm. then the rules are a little different to me. In terms of course. Of, in terms, yeah, right, right. But if, on a first date, I definitely want to present as not creepy. Okay, like so angle. why didn't you just shake her hand at the end of the date? Because I want to also, there's the line, there's the window. You're yeah. not creepy, but you're sexually viable. Yes. You have sex. You are a sexual being. So you have to present that in the least creepy, invasive way possible. So what does that hug look like? What's oh, this? I mean, the hug is just like... Two arms. We're not over dapping the, up. Not in the lower back hug. Uh, shoulders hug. Over on lower the shoulder. back? Yeah. No, no, no. One under, one over. You know what I mean? Oh, the, okay. The, one over. You're like pummeling like a UFC uh, clinch. Sure. Okay. Sure. Underhook, overhook. Got it. Underhook, overhook. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, and what else? And before that, you know, maybe so we're walking along the street. Uh-huh. Maybe I put my hand on her back, you know, in a non-creepy way and just a fun, friendly, like, we're having a good time. arm over the shoulder type of thing? Maybe not over the shoulder. I just kind of like a gentle touch in in an appropriate area. As you're trying to guide her past a lamppost or something. Something like that. Okay, all right. But just a little, a little bit of a touch. It's touch. It's a touch. A little bit of a touch. It is a touch because you need to break that touch barrier. The movie Hitch taught me that. You got to break that touch barrier. Otherwise, you're autistic. Right. If you don't touch her at all, unless she is, you know, backing off. But like she's into it. We're bumping into each other. A little knee contact. A little footsie. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, she hugs, she goes home. So now I'm like, what do I do from there? I text her yeah. the next day. I was like, let's finally see it again sometime. She's like, for sure. Yeah. Two days pass, you know, because I'm not desperate. I'm not thirsty. So that was Saturday. I don't need it. I don't want it. So two days pass, then you texted her. No. I, oh, I t- texted her the next day saying, hey, had fun. We'll do it again. She's like, yep, great. Boop. That's it. No contact sense. No contact sense. But the ball is in your court. Ball's in my court. I'm so busy. I, maybe I don't have time but this to go is, on the you're, you, Hey, the window is still open. Window's still open. But you got to play this perfectly because she sounds like a quality girl. She's a quality girl. And she's an extreme sports, which means she's a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. She's a bit of an adrenaline junkie. She hangs out with a lot of guys. Mm. Wakeboarding, okay? Wakeboarding. Snowboarding. Basketball. Oh, and those dudes are all ripped. She's playing pickup basketball with athletes yeah. on a weekly basis. And they're shirtless. And they it's got like just abs. her, all these guys. They're fucking ripped. They're horny. Oh. They're hot. Yeah. What chance do I have? You have all the chance in the world because she might be sick of that. She might not want that. She's also an introvert, though. And yeah. she clearly is interested in the arts. She's interested in crazy people. She mm. mentioned that. Oh. And I was like, that's why you like me. 
ha, ha, ha. Boom. Yeah. Oh, we're laughing. We're flirting. Ha. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're making eye contact. We're bumping knees. Bumping knees. Okay. It <laughs> we're buying does, vodka sodas. I will say this. In Glendale. It sounds to me mm-hmm. like... Um, it sounds to She's me like a... you're not going to get laid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. But that's just because I'm from... No, no, I shouldn't say that. It sounds to me like you can, but you've got to play it perfectly. I probably won't. The problem is I just don't <laughs> care that much. All right. Well, like, I went on the date. It was fun, but I'm also like... You were excellent with your desire, and then you left. And then I left. Well, she left, which she made left. me want her way more. Ah, uh, The fact that yeah. she just left. I was thinking, what if I had left? you got to be the one to leave. What if I walked to the end of this? But you also can't leave a girl in the middle of the street. She'll oh, be mad at you Oh, you go like, that. hey, i got to go. i got to work early tomorrow, but can I walk you to your car? So and you're, you know what I mean? That's a nice move. Yeah. And then you did the hug and we then you the hug. Now, so when you, when you ended it, did you feel elated? Do you feel like there's possibility or did you feel like, I don't know, man. Yeah. More like that. Yeah. I was like, it went, I would give myself a six out of 10. Six out of 10. Yeah. No. Yeah. What Could have been you, better. What have you done differently? <sighs> would you have been a little bit more aggressive? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anything was ever going to happen. Do you think she was just kind of curious about who this guy is that makes her laugh? I think that's what it was. Let me let me dip into the creative world a little bit and let see me what... give let me give him a couple hee hees. Yeah, you know. Uh huh. He asked me out for drinks. Now I'm going to go just to scope it out. Let me ask you this, Tommy. What do you think about this? You sent the thing. <laughs> let's do it again. Okay, okay. And then she responded, which is cool. What do you think about not responding? What do you think about not contacting her until she contacts you? Is that a possibility? I mean, it's 2020. I kind of like that. I think Honestly, sh- that almost feels like my play. I think that's the play. And I think you don't reach out. And that, I know that that seems fucked up, but I was honestly thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was like, this girl is a little out of my league. I felt that. The second I sat down, I was like, all right, I'm punching up here. <laughs> From the jump. Men should always be punching up. And and not in a way where I'm like, oh, she's out of my league. I could never have sex with her. Uh-huh. Just in like, I've been in this situation before. Yeah. Sometimes I pull it off. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. But I got to be aware, like, I'm punching up here. Which means, like, you got to take a few risks to show that you're not afraid. Yeah. That you can handle that. But also, mm-hmm. you got to play it cautious because she could drop you at any second. Yeah. <laughs> It's that window, baby. Wow, that, that window. window. I think the move, I may be wrong about this. I ma- think I should wait for a, a while. Well, here's a problem. You wait. Okay, <laughs> she gets picked up by another guy. Yeah, you got you got you got to wait. You can't do it today. <laughs> no. You can't do it tomorrow. And also I'm maybe, very busy. I have shows all the time. Maybe I, maybe Thursday. Thursday? Because you deal. can't do it on the weekend. I got Friday shows. I got Saturday shows. Well, you can. she can come to a show. You can hang out for the show. But that is me inviting her to a show, and that's not a good date. Why not? Because it's lame. That is the only way I would ever meet a girl. Yeah. Come. To, that's why I got banned from Tinder and Bumble and all that shit, because I would invite girls to shows. And they're like, you're just trying to fill seats. I'm like, uh, I'm not a bringer comic, babe, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded really fucking arrogant, but you know what I mean. Like I'm not. I'm like no. I just think that's because look, when you're on stage, Tommy, my, my co-producer always invites the girl he's sleeping with to the show to fill <laughs> seats. He's like, he's like, we need people. That's hilarious. There's there's a, a very famous comic. <laughs> I'm not going to name two girls at the same show. I'm not going to name who this comic was, but he would always bring his girlfriend. Yeah. To the every show, 
he had he would bring his girlfriend. She would always be there. And he would always want her to watch. And it was, you know, he's doing like three shows a night or four shows a night. And she got to watch com- every show. And and I just remember thinking like, and he's a good comic, but at the same time, like, that's got to be like, uh, either you're helping him figure out his special or, but isn't that exhausting and sort of like, aren't you signing up to like utter narcissism by letting that happen? I, don't I know. guess you don't know the situation. It sounds unbearable. I would never ask someone to do that for me. Yeah. But also like Jim Gaffigan's wife helps write all of his sets. So I they know. have like a partnership. I don't know if it's something like that. Mm, yeah. I don't it doesn't so. really make sense unless that's the case. Yeah. So I wish we could have a caller feedback right now and see what people would say about this. My advice to you would be don't reach out. For how long? Ever? Until she does. Until she does? Why is that so bad? I don't know. That's She's that's a right. young woman with agency. She's clearly a feminist. I do feel like if I don't reach out, it seems like I got other, I'm getting laid on my own. I got my own shit getting going on. Getting laid on your own. You know? Like, oh, like, oh, like if I run into her, I should be like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how's it? Oh, wow. Yeah, that was so fun. Yeah, okay. Do you okay. think, do you, you think, <laughs> now this is the old swingers rule. Like Vince Vaughn talks about the three-day rule. You got to wait three days, baby. Three days to do what? Three days before you text them after the date. I agree with something like that. You did the next morning. No, I just followed up. Followed up? It's not a goddamn job. In- what kind of is a job interview? Anyway? I did. I was like, hey, I had fun. Let's do it again sometime. It's not really a text. And her response, this will tell me everything. Her response was, yes, we should. Was there an emoji? Was She there said, ex- yeah, for sure, exclamation point. Oh, exclamation point. Whoa. Holy fuck. Exclamation. Well, exclamation. It could also be the lady doth protest too much, methinks. What? An exclamation point might be a little bit like, yeah, totally. Bye. No. Mm, no, 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 bye. no, no. I think I think I got a second date in the bag if I want one. Mm. Easy. Tommy, has she been to the Magic Castle? Oh my god. You got the invite. Whoa. You got the fucking in at the Magic Castle. Maybe this is the one. This is the Magic Castle. This is the Magic Castle girl. By the way, if you take a girl to the Magic Castle. I like this girl because she lives near me. Yeah. And she doesn't make out with you, then you will will never be able to. How good is the Magic Castle? What even happens in there? I'm just telling you, the Magic Castle, it, it. It's magical. If you're not kind of an. Unless she's one of these like Instagram chicks who's like all about the LA scene and knows everything Mm-mm. that's been everywhere. Small Instagram account, new okay. to LA. New to oh, Magic not Castle. a performer. Magic Castle. She's an engineer. Magic Castle. Tommy. Magic Castle. Ooh, it's and like, she's like, new, she's gone to several comedy shows, mm-hmm. looking for hobbies, looking for you know the Magic Castle. Magic wow. Castle. Okay, how much? How cl- much is that? I running? thought Haunted Hayride was. A I got this new new comedy money. Magic Castle. In. If you can't close after the Magic Castle. Unless they like all of a sudden like I want to date a magician, but um, that's the beauty. That's why men take women to the magic castle because it doesn't matter how goddamn good you are at magic, nobody wants to date a magician. Nobody <laughs> wants to date a magician. You could be fucking Chris Angel and you're still having trouble getting laid. Yeah. Do <laughs> comics have more sort of sexual uh, currency than magicians? I think so. Yeah. Unless okay, and I'm making jokes, but like Penn and Teller getting laid for sure. For Anybody sure. who is successful and in show business is getting and laid. famous. But an amateur magician? Well, Magic Castle's not amateur. I know. So that I'm. That's like the <laughs> Laugh Factory and the Comedy Store. 
merged together and had a baby. And, it and was, it's magicians. And, and it no, was no, magicians. no. Magicians at the Magic Castle are fucking, for sure. Yeah. I was making a joke about magicians, but let's be honest. They're, they're definitely having hella sex. Murray Sawcheck, who was on the podcast, I mean, he he's dating my ex, and she's a knockout in, uh, in, in, in <laughs> you, Vegas. You love bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, so he, you know, he's got game. So, um, I th- and Chris Angel, of course. I mean, the amount of women that like eh, fuck him, but then would fuck him is insane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Tommy, it's pretty good. I, I, I think that we should. I don't think you should text her or DM her or whatever the fuck it is. Just let it go. What if I waited? What if I waited like a week and a half and then I popped in with the Magic Castle? Like, hey, I'm looking for someone to go to this thing. You know, I think, like, that's, I think that's the move. I like that. That's Ooh, a week and a half? A like, week and a half? Radio silence? Kind of like, oh, like she f- just when she forgets about me, now mm-hmm. I come in with like something hot. A week and a half might be a little long. I like it. I like it as long. Yeah, but yeah, keep in mind, you got to call Magic Castle, get a reservation. It's oh. very hard to get in. You really? Know? Oh, maybe it won't happen then. Yeah, just fucking Maybe I'll invite it. her to McDonald's after a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, a, I think that anyway, man, I'm never going to go on a date again, so. I'm just going to live vicariously through your dating habits. Okay. Um, My dating habits are pretty minimal. So do you think, for me with catfish, Mm -hmm. do you think, this is what I did because I'm a mature adult uh, in my 40s now. Do you think that I did the right thing by blocking her on Instagram? This is why I blocked her on Instagram because after after she goes, is this the guy? And she sent a picture of the billionaire father. I didn't respond. I just didn't respond. I'm like, I'm not going to respond. To this Unfollow before. makes sense. Blocking. And then I found much. that she unfollowed me on Instagram. Okay. So I blocked her. Why'd you block her? Good question. Well, obviously because of massive wells of insecurity and self-doubt and everything else and ego. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and maybe it was also to, to get some sort of reaction. Sure. Like if I blocked you, oh my God, I can't believe you blocked me. And I'll be like, that's the game, baby. Ooh, I love that as a response. You know, you know, I'm all about that's the game, baby. By the way, UFC catchphrase. This that's guy lost phrase. to John Jones at UFC, and he clearly won the fight. Uh huh. And Joe Rogan interviewed him and said, "What do you think? Did you think he won?" He goes, "He goes, yeah, man, I won the first three rounds. He won the last two, but that's the game, baby." He said that. He said it like three times. I, I love was like, that. "Oh my god, he's Tommy's hero." <laughs> so we were going to take my catchphrase. We we're going to do an Oscars recap here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to watch Parasite tonight with my buddy Rick, so... Well, Parasite's perfect for you because it is all about classism, and the Bernie supporters are all fans of that movie, I think what is important to remember, regardless of how you feel about anything, but this is the the feeling and the sentiment that's welling up in the nation. Mm -hmm. The two biggest movies this year, Parasite and Joker, whichever one you preferred, both those movies are voting for Bernie, you know? Interesting, because one's about... The fact that Parasite went won for Best Foreign Language Film, or International Film's new category, and Best Picture is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are... Because there's conspiracy theories bound about the Oscars. You know, sure. Hashtag Oscars so white. Oscars and so rigged. So rigged and so white. So there's something about the fact that Parasite won. They say, well, the reason Parasite won is because the Oscar uh, voters are much more diverse and much more international than they have been in past years. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a big argument about the lack of diversity. So I, don't, I feel like Asians somehow don't really count as, quote unquote, diversity. Yeah, they do. But then why is Oscar So White still trending? If Parasite won, four, won the biggest awards. I don't know. Because, well, for one, it's still mostly white. There's no Asian actors. Like, the, it's weird that 
the two movies, Parasite and Slumdog Millionaire, are the only two movies that have won Best Picture and had no acting nominations, which is strange. Interesting. Right? So, I guess people have complaints there. Partially, people are always going to complain. Yes. Um, they have some things to complain about. I think this was probably a good year. I didn't watch it live because I was doing comedy. <laughs> um, but... I do, I do feel that there's something... I love that, Joaquin. You know, I thought his speech was amazing and very eloquent. And after the Oscars, I was like, you know, I'm going to watch Judy. Because you Judy? can get it on Amazon with uh, Renee Zellweger one. That movie was fucking garbage. It was so terrible. Was she good? The reason I think she... she there, there are definitely moments where you feel like she's channeling something pretty amazing. And there are yeah. moments you're like, okay, you're doing your little... Puckery mouth, Bridget Jones face. Um, but I feel like Hollywood loves to honor movies that honor Hollywood. And yet, Once, once Upon, Upon a Time in Hollywood Gosh. won nothing. Oh, Except Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Brad Pitt. So they got him one. And then you hear what Brad Pitt said. What? Brad Pitt said, I only have 45 seconds, which is 45 seconds more than John Bolton got for the Senate. To testify in front of the Senate. Oh, okay. And the crowd went fucking nuts. Yeah, he's right. Do you that was, think that there's any mileage to this? Is a Republican talking point. I know that's already a bad thing to say, but <laughs> mileage to the fact that when you have the rest of the country, not the coasts, watching the Oscars, and they have these millionaires and billionaires talking down to them and lecturing about how to behave as people and how to be more environmentally cautious, do you feel like that turns them off to liberal agendas? Do you feel like that's something that's going to make the Trump supporters or the people who aren't Trump supporters but close to it, and here I'm going to use the word, more galvanized in uh, their support of Trump. I don't think that very many Trump supporters are watching the Oscars. Oh, come on, man. You don't think so? No. So I don't think they give a fuck at really? all. Because if you are a Trump supporter who hates liberals, then you don't really, you're anti-Hollywood. Yeah. But if you're also a Trump supporter, you live in a small town mm -hmm. with three things you can do. You can go go-karting for entertainment. Right? Yeah, but when I, I'm from like a small town in the south and nobody gives a fuck. But people go to the movies. Yeah, people go to Transformers and Star Wars. They go to the Marvel movies, which is Nobody in my hometown probably has seen Parasite or will. Interesting. Nor do they care. They saw Joker. Yeah. They all saw Joker. I thought Joker was going to win because I thought Hollywood wants to reward the films that made the most money. I've if, never really thought that. Really? No. Nah. Because for best that, picture? No, they I mean, want to. It doesn't happen. But I thought, well, Joker is one of those rare examples of a hugely commercial film that has this artistic integrity that can't really be questioned. Yeah, but the media denied its artistic integrity at every step of the way. Really? Oh yeah, that movie got bashed in the media. That's why it was so big, because everyone uh, in the media is like, "This is an incel film. It's going to uh, inspire school shootings. It's going to inspire moral fucking unrest and the uprising of the poor and it's bad messaging and it's all about straight white male anger blah 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 yeah very annoying and so yeah. everyone was like oh this is a edgy controversial movie everyone went and saw it, it was actually good Joaquin yeah. Phoenix is awesome and uh, the hate on the movie is part of the reason that it was so fucking successful and then a lot of people are upset that little women got shut out but right I mean, Ger Greta Gerwig should have been nominated and they're like that's that sexist but she did she win two years ago so all of a sudden, they changed their course in sexism in the past two years, the voters? I don't know. Once again, people are always going to complain. I think people take these award shows way too fucking seriously because none of it really matters. Like, I guess it's easy 
say it doesn't matter if blah 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 people in my category have been winning yeah but uh you know and Ricky Vergeis had had a great tweet with it what would you have said as a joke at the Oscars he says something along the lines of like I would say it's great that these millionaires and billionaires uh, gave their their underpaid illegal immigrant nanny three hours of time to sleep when they went to the awards <laughs> yeah which is pretty edgy but also not completely untrue um I think before I die, I want to go to the Oscars, though. Oh, I'd love to go because I love movies and I always looked up to the Oscars growing up. But now as an adult, I see that it is. There's a lot of corporate entities. It's not all so yeah. pure and as I, I thought when I was a kid. And I people who spend like all this money to go to like Oscar viewing parties. That seems so weird. It's like you're a satellite of something. The only Oscar viewing party you should be at is with friends, I think. Yeah, you in know? your house, stoned. Yeah, rooting for the one movie you actually saw. Yeah. Um, well, Tommy, I don't know. I think we kind of cover... I think the most exciting thing here is the fact that you have some hope in your heart and some potential, and there's a way to handle this. I'm, once again, a curmudgeon who's going to die alone in a dumpster behind the comedy hut. Right. And... Um, and I'm oddly okay with that more and more. Um, I'm okay with it too, and I'm much younger. <laughs> <laughs> you really aren't looking for love? Um, you want to have your hair blown back by someone? Yeah, I don't know if I am. I'm very kind of laser focused on career stuff. Yeah. I see love as a distraction and a deterrent from what I want. But then you look at people like Mark Ruffalo, who married... A girl in his 20s who was, I think she was a hairdresser, Sunshine or something. Right. And he's with her and he went through cancer and she stayed with him. And now wow. he's like the king of fucking Hollywood. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. If I met, if I met the right girl, I would change my mind. Yeah. But for the moment, I'm just, I'm just riding the wave, baby. Writing these internet jokes. Yeah. I'm going to end with this. I think my acting teacher in grad school, we were doing this scene... And I was like, well, what does my character want? What does my character want? Ron Van Loo, legendary acting teacher, he said, oh, just one thing. He just wants one thing, just unconditional love. That's mm -hmm. all he wants, just one thing, unconditional love. At the end of the day, that's what we want. We want I wanted Catfish to unconditionally love, love me, <laughs> to say like everything in my bones wants me to be non-monogamous, yeah. but I feel like we are kindred spirits, or soulmates, whatever the fucking term it is, mm -hmm. and we are connected in a way that is undeniable. And this is your fantasy. In your head, you start propping up those ideas like they're valid, and then when it goes away, the options are to either like let your ego say, you're a fucking piece of shit, right. what the fuck, or you go, that's the game, baby. <laughs> Does unconditional love to you mean exclusivity? Of course not. It means that she'll have threesomes with me. I can have sex with whoever I want to. And she, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it should be. At the end of the day, the best thing is she is like, I want to be exclusive with you and at least see where it goes. I, w I would love the idea of being someone who I wanted to feel completely exclusive with. <sighs> yeah. But that's a scary thing because what if you're... The one of the worst pieces of advice I ever got when I was very young was by a very famous venerable actor who said, here's my advice to you. Just cheat. Because your woman's going to think you're cheating anyway. You might as well have fun, which is so gross. Terrible advice. Terrible advice. <laughs> but, and I, and I think it's that- good advice for a narcissist. One, one of the reasons why, you know, people, women say men cheat, I think part of the reason men cheat, obviously it's fear and insecurity. And they cheat because they think they're defending themselves from heartbreak. 
Hmm. Because men were little bitches deep down. My favorite, my favorite Patrice O'Neill bit is one of my favorites. Is that he says that we go to all this effort to sneak around behind your back to find a little bit of happiness that you won't find out for. You know what I mean? Because we don't, and we do all that effort because we don't want to hurt your feelings. Oh. Cheating is for you. Oh my god! <laughs> it's, That's oh, so... it's so funny. And, and everyone in the audience is like, ah. And the truth is, even if you're in a non-monogamous or polyamorous relationship, wherever the fuck it is, you're still going to lie. You're not going to be like, oh, I hooked up with this girl last night. It was so dope. You know, you should meet her. That's, yeah. What are it's you living tough. in a yurt? Cheating is wrong, but life is tough. Yeah, but, if, but you also have to find ways to make yourself feel whole and complete without the woman's validation. And like, and here's my thing. I would never, ever, ever want to cheat, right? Yes. So instead, because I know that I have impulses to cheat, yeah. I just won't stay in a long-term relationship. Yeah, you just won't stay committed. So I don't know if that's that's better, probably. Yeah. But it's also it's probably leading to a similarly unhappy place. Yeah. Hard to know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I, I think I'm just going to stay in my little studio until someone just keeps coming over and over no matter what and then we'll all right that's love if you love me at my studio apartment <laughs> you'll love me at my oscar speech all right man bye well that was fun tommy good seeing you man um that's it signing off from the after laugh it's the after laugh after laugh welcome to the after laugh after laugh after laugh <laughs> after laugh man <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> <laughs>